This is TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review, Episode 1, recorded August 1st, 2005. This is TF Wire. I am your host, Jesse, a.k.a. Matrix Prime, owner, creator, and webmaster of tfrollout.com. Um, now, before we jump into this podcast, let me first explain what TF Wire is all about. TF Wire is the world's first Transformers podcast. Each, and at this point we're hoping every week, the top news stories relating to Transformers will be thrown out there for me and the guest host to discuss and give our commentary on. Unfortunately, this week I am flying solo until we get all the guest hosts lined up, and we get some recording bugs worked out. With that said, let's jump right into this podcast. Our first story comes to us courtesy of DarkHorizons.com, and the headline reads, Original G1 voiceover actors not to appear in the movie? This may be true, at least according to producer Lorenzo Di Bonaventura. When asked about the movie, he said, quote, We are going to stay true to the Transformers, end quote. But then when asked about whether or not the original voice actors will be reprising the roles in the movie, he said, quote, I don't believe that is going to happen. I don't know why you would want the original voiceover actors, end quote. Now, from a fan point of view, I would like to see Peter Cullen and Frank Welker both reprise their roles as Optimus Prime and Megatron in the movie. I, th- I mean, they're both veterans in the industry, so they know what they're doing. They're both really good at what they do, and I think it'd be a nice tip of the hat to the fans if they were included in the movie. However, from Hollywood's point of view, I can understand why they wouldn't want them involved at all. I mean, the Transformers movie isn't being targeted to just Transformers fans. It's being targeted towards a wide audience. The casual moviegoer who has no idea who or what the Transformers even are. So from that point of view, I can understand why big-name actors and actresses might be considered for the parts in the movie. I can't say I necessarily agree with it, because the best person who can play that role should be cast, but I can understand the reasoning of why Hollywood might go the route of using big stars. Our second news item comes from... FirstFourFigures.com. Just this past week, First Four Figures relaunched their website, and with the relaunch came pictures from their new Transformers Battlefield line. Now, the first figure to be released in this line is actually two figures in one, as it's Optimus Prime engaging Megatron in a battle scene. Now, the statue stands 13 inches tall, is limited to 1850 worldwide, will carry a price tag of $189, and will be available sometime in November of 2005. And what I really like about this statue is that it includes multiple replacement parts, including one extra head for Megatron, which also features a detachable helmet, and one extra hand for Optimus Prime. Also included with the statue is a mini poster by Transformers artist extraordinaire Little Iron. And one other feature I like about the statue is that it includes a base which allows the future figures to be connected to this one. So when their entire line is completed, you'll have one giant battle scene. Now, while I like what I've seen so far of the figure, I can't justify spending $189 on it. But then, I've never been one who's into collecting statues, either. If I'm going to spend $189 on something to do with Transformers, I better actually have the ability to transform into something. Now, that's just my personal take. Apparently, there is a market for these Transformers statues out there, because Hard Hero did produce them, and apparently people did buy them. So, I wouldn't think First Four Figures would have any trouble selling these. 
I just can't justify spending the $189 on them myself. But if you can, then more power to you. Just let me know how you like them. A third news item comes from AllSpark.com member Nevermore with the news that the Generation 1 cartoon is coming back to TV. But only in Japan. Apparently Japan will be airing the original cartoon, 2010, Beast Wars, Beast Wars Medals, and Beast Wars Returns. And for the very first time, Japan will also be getting the Rebirth Saga, something that their Generation 1 cartoon completely ignored. Now I do have to say, I am a bit jealous. Now I do own the Generation 1 DVD box sets, and I do own the Beast Wars DVD box sets, and I did buy some bootleg Beast Machine DVDs off eBay, but I would like to see these series make a return to the American television at some point. I mean, the past couple of Transformers shows we've gotten here have been complete crap. Armada has got to be the worst Transformers cartoon of all time. Energon was a bit better, but not by much. And from what I've seen of Cybertron, while it has improved a bit in both the animation and the story, it still has a long way to go. I mean, there are plenty of networks out there that these could air on. Both Cartoon Network and the Sci-Fi Channel have shown them in the past. Why not show them again? I mean, hell, here, there's a local Fox station that plays the Smurfs in the morning, so... Hey, show the Transformers. Our fourth news item of this podcast is that the Cybertron Wave 2 Deluxes have been spotted in stores. AllSpark.com member Trickster found them at a local Target store, and AllSpark.com member Shadbot found them at a local Meyer store here in Michigan. Now, that Meyer store is located about 15 minutes away from me. And I went there today and confirmed the sighting, and there were two red alerts left on the shelf. Now, I can't understand the justification of releasing the Wave 2 figures already. Hell, there's still some stores that don't even have the Wave 1 figures out, so I don't understand the reasoning behind it, but hopefully because they are being released so quickly, there isn't a long leg between the different waves, which is something which has plagued the Transformers for the past two toy lines now. The fifth and final news item of this inaugural edition of TF Wire comes to us from TransformersClub.com. This past week, TransformersClub.com revealed the second BotCon 2005 figure called Fallback. Now, this figure is a repaint of the Energon Strongarm mold and has a color scheme sort of similar to the Generation 1 toy Outback. Now my question is, why use the strong arm mold to begin with? Granted, the mold makes for a great toy. In fact, I gave the toy a really high rating when I reviewed it, but we already saw a repaint of this figure in the Energon line to begin with. Do we really need to see another repaint so soon? Now forget the fact that we've already seen a repaint of this toy once before. Can you justify spending about $30 for a basic? Personally, I can't. I don't care how limited it is. I, I cannot see spending $30 on a toy that size. $30 on a deluxe figure? Okay. $30 on a basic? Nah, I'll pass. So if you're going to BotCon, I would think twice before throwing your money down for these exclusives. Besides, you could probably get some better figures in the dealer room. Well, that concludes this inaugural edition of TF Wire. I hope you enjoyed it. By next week, hopefully we'll have all the guest hosts lined up so that you can get the news from more people than just myself. Um, we're shooting for about a 30 minute or so episode each week. And right now, the only way to get this episode is through tfrollout.com. 
I am working on a podcasting feed, which I hope to have done by episode 2, though I can't make any guarantees, which will allow you to download these episodes automatically through your favorite podcasting software like iTunes. And that concludes this edition of TF Wire. I hope to see you here next week. And remember, if it's Transformers news worth mentioning, it's on the TF Wire. Matrix Prime out. Thank you.